Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to a brand new DNF1 F1 podcast. I hope that you're all doing well and thank you as always for being here. It's great to have you along for a bit of F1 chat and discussion. And ladies and gents, it is that time again. The season is just upon the horizon. Pre-season testing at the point of recording is about to get started. Now I know you guys will be listening to this on the Friday at the earliest, so you would have already seen the first couple of days of preseason testing. But I think it's an important disclaimer to get that out there because this is the 2024 F1 season predictions episode. Now, if you are new to the DNF1 YouTube channel or new to the podcast, basically in this episode, myself and my guests, which I'll introduce momentarily, will do their best to show that we have some wheel knowledge or most likely will prove that we absolutely know nothing and we're terrible and we have no real knowledge whatsoever. But of course, that's all part of the fun. And we're going to compete with each other in a series of categories where we'll make predictions and we'll find out which one of us was the best. Now, last year, I was the best one, even though I didn't rig it this time round, So that's something. Um, but of course, we'll get into all of that in just a moment. But joining me on this episode, as always, we've got the DNF1 panel. We've got Lee Wallington and we've got Courtney Pine. And this year, once again, we have also got the gentleman from 1892 Reds TV, a Liverpool football club fan-based podcast. If you are interested in Liverpool or just interested in football whatsoever, we have Luke Burns. Lee, Courtney, I'm going to come to you both first. How are you doing? And are you looking forward to the predictions episode for 2024? How are we feeling in terms of confidence? Well, firstly, I'm good, Adam. I hope you are as well. Confidence, I am add zero because you get to the end of the year and you see how wrong you got but that's half the fun isn't it seeing uh, how the expectation of the year go and how about you Courtney are you feeling confident this year well can't do any worse than last year so there's that 
<laughs> only way all, all, I, all, all, all I know is all I know is I'm going to give you all um, spoilers right at the beginning of the episode, which obviously goes against your idea a bit. But what I will be saying is I will be putting no bloody faith in Aston Martin this year. They let me down big time last season. And of course, we'll find out what happened as a result of Aston Martin letting you down in a moment. But Luke, let's come to you as well on this one. Welcome back for the second time around. And like Courtney, things didn't work out very well for you last season. You're you're still arguing about the Joe Guan Yu being the flop of last season. You're still sending it to a stewards inquiry. And uh, like Hamilton in Abu Dhabi 21, it's going to fall on deaf ears with the FIA, I'm afraid. So how are you feeling this year? Listen, do you know what? I, I, I'm good for a start. But, do you know, I, I, I took it on the chin. Me and Courtney took it on the chin, didn't we? Do you know what I mean? We, exactly. uh, we sort of took one for the team, as they say. Um, but, yeah, I'm still contesting it. Um you know, obviously you guys, obviously Lee needed that extra half a point or a point because of having the testing last year. Um, so this year might be slightly different considering there is no, well, we're doing our predictions before testing. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm confident that this year I can come third instead of fourth this year. <laughs> well, you'll be delighted to know when we get into that, that the aim of the game will be to win. It will not be this year oh, to come last. But before... Before I reveal all of that, um, I figured that now is a perfect opportunity to give some of our listeners and viewers, of course, what they have been waiting for for a while. Now, if you did watch or listen to the preseason predictions episode that we did for 2023, you would know that if whoever came last would have to do a forfeit. Now, as we remember, Luke and Courtney both came tied last and Lee and myself decided that what better way to punish them for their lack of will knowledge than to let them both do a respective forfeits. So for the benefit of those of you that have been waiting a long time for this, here is the forfeit of not only Courtney, but also Luke. Hello, everyone. As you may know, I am a big Lewis Hamilton fan and unfortunately... Aston Martin let me down big time with the predictions. I went bold, I thought Aston Martin were gonna do the job. They started well, but they effed me over. So because of Aston Martin's failures, I've now had to take the forfeit and wear this uh, lovely Red Bull shirt. And Luke's been kind enough to bring a can of Red Bull to add to the occasion. And seeing it's quite appropriate, we're coming along and see some goats. Unfortunately, as part of the forfeit, I've had to accept that Max Verstappen is indeed the GOAT of Formula 1 and is indeed a better driver than Lewis Hamilton. Hi everyone, um, obviously due to a bet um, on the DNF1 podcast, obviously myself actually raising the question in doing a forfeit, it'd be a bit appropriate obviously for me to do the first forfeit. So as you can see, I'm here with all the GOATs and my obviously forfeit is to confirm that Lewis Hamilton, in my opinion, who is the greatest of all time, in my opinion, is a better driver right now than Red Bull's Max Verstappen. I am a Red Bull fan and always will be a Red Bull fan. And how much does this hurt to admit this truth? Can I have that kind of Red Bull back, please? <laughs> Red Bull always on my side. Oh, so there we go. After all that time, all that waiting, we finally got the forfeits done. Um, I should have mentioned actually a bit of a headphones warning there because some of the background noise is based on where we were filming it. But uh, first things first, Courtney, Luke, well done. I know that wasn't easy, but uh, some brilliant Oscar worthy performances there, especially from you, Courtney. One take that took. And uh, given that you were wearing the outfit of the enemy, 
and uh, saying that through gritted teeth, what you had to say, uh, got to say, well done. Uh, look, I want to get it done in one take, cause get it done with, move on with my life. So that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> you could almost feel it seething as I was recording that, but it was enjoying it nonetheless. And Luke, of course, the same to you. Well done. Thanks for being a very good sport. And uh, how did that feel watching that back? Do you know what? I, I'm kind of like in two minds because it was more, it was worse for Courtney than me, obviously admitting that, you know, but also at the same time, you know, me bringing him the Red Bull, actually giving him that, you know, extra budget for, you know, like their, when they break the, breach the rules again, as they say, for example, with the budget cap. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Giving you that kind of Red Bull. But listen, for me, it was tough, but you just got it's reality isn't it like you you, you own up the game's the game yeah like you know I, I was the one that proposed the question about doing forfeits if you like lose the, the predictions uh at the end of the day a, a bet's a bet and the forfeit's a forfeit at the end of the day so um yeah it's what it is but this year i'm winning it now now you've now you've put up this uh what's it called like this um it's not going to be a forfeit it's actually going to be something to win i'm not coming third this year us in Liverpool are going to be at the top this year, so I'm, I'm more than confident there. You're in it to win it, Luke. Of course. As I said already, this year we're not going to be punishing mediocrity. We're going to be rewarding genius. And I was trying to think of what I could do to incentivize you guys to want to do the best predictions possible. So without further ado, this is what we're going to be competing for. And it is the Nicholas Goatifi trophy, <laughs> named after the goat himself... And this little beauty is what we are going to be competing for. So whichever one of us wins the predictions or scores the most points will be crowned the Nicholas Gotifi champion for 2024. Who knows the Ballon d'Or when he got that, eh? Exactly. Except this one won't be rigged. So uh, we'll make sure that it's unfairly. <laughs> the, 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 real, the real reason why Max Verstappen won his first world championship, the GOAT, Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but there you go, um, the Nicholas Gotifi Trophy. So that is what we're going to be playing for. So whichever one of us uh, wins his predictions for this season, we'll be able to take that beauty home and defend it, of course, in 2025 when that eventually comes around. But without further ado, guys, you're more than welcome to play along at home with us and let us know in the YouTube comments your answers to these particular categories. But without further ado, let's get into the first one. And this one is the biggest good surprise. Now, remember, these are all relative. So it's not necessarily as simple as saying Max Verstappen is going to be the best good surprise because he's won everything again. It's going to be relative to what we probably would expect from them. So I'm going to kick us off with this one. And my good surprise, I think, for the season will be Daniel Ricciardo. Now, I think there's a lot to be said about what we're going to expect from VCARB or RB this season. Not that I'm ever going to get used to that name. And, um, you know, many people have had their thoughts to say on that one. But in terms of Ricardo, I think this is going to be his first full season back. And I believe that he's going to be able to take a decent car and really show Red Bull that he is capable of driving in that senior car for 2025. Now, we know there's a lot of pressure on that seat. We know Perez is certainly not safe. And Red Bull may have indicated that they have a long-term option with Alex Albon in 2026. So that provides an opportunity. I just think Daniel Ricciardo is going to take that with both hands. And, you know, hopefully that happens. Lee, who's your biggest good surprise for 2024? My biggest 
good surprise is Oscar Piastri. Uh, <laughs> it's a good reaction or a bad reaction <laughs> from Courtney. <laughs> Something tells me someone's going a similar route. Um, so I'll get my one out of the way and I'll see Courtney can explain his reaction. Um, but yeah, for me, Oscar Piastri having one full season now under his belt, he's going to be coming into this year as more experienced driver and be able to take the fight to Lando. Obviously, Lando been in sport for several seasons, but I think Lando's going to have a fight on his hands to um, against his teammate and actually be uh, obviously not outperformed, but the comparative gap points, distance and results in qualifying and race results are going to be quite evenly matched throughout the course of the year. Courtney, I'm going to assume you've gone the same way as Lee on this one. So yes. just for the avoidance of doubt, who's your biggest good surprise? I was going to go with, uh, or I'm going to go with Oscar Piastri as well. I thought, oh yeah, I'm going Oscar Piastri. That's really outside the box. And then in steps <laughs> league right away. <laughs> this is how you know we don't talk about this before recording, which adds to it on, you know. We win or lose but, together, Courtney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very fitting there, Lee. Um, so yeah, I, I think, obviously everything that Lee said there is valid. And I think also... Going along with some of the predictions that are yet to come, I do expect McLaren to have a really strong season. And um combination of that and all the things that they have just stated, I think Oscar Piastri will take that step up. And more importantly, he'll need to this season. I think, you know, you get given a little bit of leeway in your rookie season after that, particularly when you're driving for a team that's hoping to compete for championships in the future. You have to start making the statements. And we all know that Oscar Piastri has that potential. I still think Nando Norris will be hard to beat over the course of the season. But Oscar Piastri would definitely take a big step forward. Yeah, absolutely. Almost couldn't agree with you more, but I've gone with Danny Ricks, so uh, I kind of have done. Luke, who is your biggest good surprise this season? Of course, we haven't had a team yet, so we might get one here. Well, I'm going to go with Oscar Piastri. (laughs) 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 No, do you know what? I'm... It's going to sound really strange, but I'm actually going a similar route with what Adam's going. But I'm not going with Ricardo because I'm not like thinking about twenty. Well, I'm thinking of the following year, and I'm I'm actually going to go with Esteban Ocon. And I think Esteban Ocon's going to have a decent year this year, and I think he's got to have a really good year this year because of that vacant seat at Mercedes in 2025. So I think he's up there as one of the favourites to get that seat, and I believe that I believe this year he could outperform Pierre Gasly. For, for Alpine this year. Um, you know, in terms of the car this year, the car looks tremendous. It's up there as one of, in my opinion, the best looking cars on the grid. I know it's not the most important thing in the world, but... What, the Alpine? Yeah, I like it. I like it. My my favourite, to be fair, is the... Um, well, I, I still call it Alfa Romeo, the green like, livery this year. It looks absolutely amazing. But I'm... I believe... Are you, a, uh, are you a Tango Ice Blast fan by any chance, Luke? Oh well, if the missus gets one, then I'll follow in it. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's more impressed by the merch, Corny. That uh, to be fair to Alpine, the car in my opinion looks dreadful, but their merch is on point this season. I mean, if someone brought that in and wore it as a dart shirt, they'd absolutely clean up. Oh, it looks. It would look great. I'm going with Ocon. I think Ocon's really, really yeah. going to push that Mercedes seat. No, fair enough. And uh, just as I said, for the avoidance of any independent adjudicators out there or Luke trying to claim that he said Oscar Piastri earlier on, because, you know, why not? Uh, He definitely went with Esteban Ocon. We're locking that one in. So let's move on to the biggest flop. I'm going to go with you, Courtney. Let's go with you. 
what is the biggest flop or who is the biggest flop going to be in 2024? I'm going to trigger Luke here and say Zhou Guan Yu. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're definitely not getting a point this year. <laughs> <laughs> the, reason why, the, re- the reason why I say this is I, I do think that everything that's going on behind the scenes with, I, I don't even know what they're called these days. Um, I think it's really going to set them back and out the two drivers in that team, you expect Bottas to pick up the scraps uh, when they become available. So I just feel that the struggles within that team will affect Guan Yu more than Valtteri Bottas. So that's why I'm going with, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Guan Yu. I mean, if you want Corny and it makes it easy, just call him Sauber. Because, I mean, some races are going to mm. be stakes, some races are going to be kicks, some races are going to be... Sauber or, or whatever, then eventually they'll become Audi. So, yeah, go with Sauber if that helps. Um, Luke, who or what is your biggest flop going to be? I was actually going to say Joe Guan Yu and that's it, <laughs> but I'm actually going to go slightly different. Um, I'm going to go with the person who's got the safest seat in the sport and that's Lance Stroll. Again, okay. I think it's going to be another season where he's he doesn't... I, I mean, I know he had a good back end the last year, but... Again, there's going to be people that are going for that. I mean, look at Fernando Alonso. Again, he's going to be favorite, or one of the favourites to get Mercedes or Red Bull or whoever it will be in 2025. And I just think that's the expectation, I think, for Lance Stroll, you know, to try and not outperform him, but like try and sort of get to a level where you are consistently scoring points and obviously consistently doing well for the team. I don't think he's got it in his locker. I really don't. I, I generally believe that he's on there for one reason, as we, as a lot of people uh, may agree with or not. So, yeah, I'm going to go, as much as I do think Lance, uh, Joe Guan Yu may flop, I'm going to go for a bit of a risk and go with Lance Stroll. Fair enough. We all seem to be playing it safe so far. I mean, it is all relative, of course. So, you know, it's not a bad way to go. But uh, like last season, Luke, you thought Joe would flop, but uh, it wasn't a relatively big flop as we kind of established last season. But no, fair enough. Lee, let's come to you next. Who or what is going to be your biggest flop in 2024? All right, it may annoy Luke here, but my biggest flop is going to be Sergio Perez. Okay. Um, I do not believe he will have a good season. I don't believe he will have enough to secure a seat long-term in 25 or beyond. Um, I think it's this is the last year of his Red Bull career, and that's... Um, potentially even in Formula One, and that's where why I believe he's uh, going to be the flop of the year and losing the seat in the best team in the in the grid. Fair enough. Very bold one as well. So I like. Yeah, that. We're all playing it safe. So uh, well, I don't think that's there. a safe call at all. Personally, <laughs> I can understand why some people may feel that way, but I don't think that's safe at all. I think that's a very interesting one, and uh, be interesting to see if it happens. Of course, if, if it does happen, then my biggest good surprise will probably be right by that point because uh, Danny Rick could be in a Red Bull in 25, but we'll see. Um, so my biggest flop, and I'm surprised none of us have gone with a team yet, but I am, and uh, this one is certainly going to stir the pot a little bit. My biggest flop's going to be Mercedes. <laughs> oh, leave them alone, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> Don't you think they've had it hard enough lately? Oh, I'm a Ferrari <laughs> fan who's been through God knows how many years of hurt now. So no, they haven't. They should suffer more. No, in all, all jokes aside, um, Mercedes come second last season in the Constructors' Championship. Now, I personally think that flattered them a little bit 
in terms of car performance. I think the fact that they operated so well and their drivers did the job together was what got them over the line. But looking at all the car launches, I it was quite hard for me to decide which one of the top teams I thought might struggle. I was tempted to go Aston Martin, but I just think they're not going to be a big enough flop for me to win this one. So for that reason, I went with Mercedes because people were saying that you know, they're going to be great because of all the new innovations that they've got on their car and all these exciting things which might help to close the gap to Red Bull. And I think a lot of us have forgotten that the reason Mercedes have struggled over the last couple of years with these new ground effect cars is because they have introduced a lot of innovations which have, in their opinion, given them a lot of great data to suggest that they were going to be fast and produce a lot of downforce, but they've not been able to build an aero platform that has allowed them to control those aero pieces and all that downforce to get the best out of it. And it's something they've struggled with for two years now. And for me, I was as impressed as I was by how the car looked in terms of the aesthetics. I just felt that we're going to go down one or two avenues here. We're either going to be seeing a Mercedes that's going to be brilliant. They're going to be right up there, probably not up there with Red Bull, but they'll certainly be making a good fight of it. Or they're going to be in a position again like they have done the last couple of years and introduce loads of new bits, not be overly confident that they've cracked it, and then they're going to be struggling and trying to figure out what to do. So that's kind of why I've gone with Mercedes as the biggest flop. I just think that from what we've seen from Ferrari, which again might be a bit conservative by comparison, but that was a team that already had a lot going on that was good. They just needed to put some control into the platform for it to work and I think perhaps that's what they focused on McLaren they kind of already had that so they just had to make the car a bit faster uh, Mercedes on the other hand I, I don't know I just don't trust that they've got this right yet although this could prove to be emphatically wrong and then that's on me really so that's why I've gone with Mercedes so uh, yeah be nice to me in the comment section that's all I'm going to ask moving on to the next one uh interesting question we had this last year and we all got this one wrong so it'll be interesting to see what happens here will a driver lose their seat mid-season now should add the caveat here for this one there's an extra condition this one is worth one point but there will be a bonus point if you say yes and predict the driver correctly that will lose their seat mid-season okay so i'm gonna go first i'm gonna say no I don't think a driver will lose their seat mid-season. Luke, what do you think? I went no last year and I got it wrong, but this time I'm going to go yes. Oh, I like it. And who do you think will lose their seat? I'm going to go with Logan Sargent. Ah, a lot of pressure on him this season, Logan Sargent, isn't it? I think he just about kept his seat last year. Um, and I think Williams made some very good progressive strides, you know, last year scoring some points and, you know, really sort of pushing themselves up to the, the the best of, you know, the the back end of the grid sort of thing. So I think Williams might have a bit more sort of about him this year, trying to sort of stay around that sort of area to try and score points. I think Sargent won't cut it. I think maybe mid-season he might lose his seat. Fair enough. Lee, what do you think? Will a driver lose their seat mid-season? I would say no. Um, and that, that's because historically it's normally the the Red Bull family that likes to swap and change mid-season more than other teams and there's no rookie driver um, that may be cut or promoted 
I don't see a driver losing their seat amongst the Red Bull pack this season, at least mid-season anyway. So uh, just to clarify, if you are playing at home and uh, you wonder what we mean to define mid-season, if you like, it's not necessarily at the halfway point of the season like Nick DeVries lost his seat. It's any point throughout the season whilst there are still races happening. Okay? Courtney, whilst we've had that uh, disclaimer out of the way, what do you think? Will a driver lose their seat mid-season? Do you know what? Last season, I took a cautious approach and they come back to bite me. So this year, I'm going to play it tactically and I'm going to go bold. I'm going to disagree with what you two just said there. I reckon that Sergio Perez is going to lose his seat halfway through the season. That would be interesting if that one came in and I like it. I at least do I get like my it. flops all in then. Thanks, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, that, that is true, actually, Courtney. Um... If if Sergio Perez loses his seat mid season, then I mean that's that's him guaranteed as the flop of the season, surely. But at the same time, that's why I've gone with two different drivers because I've got Joe there. He's my little my little backup idea. So I've gone with <laughs> Perez as well. <laughs> well, I mean, he's either guaranteed himself a point or guaranteed that he's not going to win a point. That's we'll just oh, as I say, I'm I'm trying a different approach this year. Let's see if it works. Right, but yeah, I do see. have a particular. I have a particular reason for it, and don't worry, Adam. I'm not going to men- mention a particular subject going on behind the scenes, but it has become apparent that there are some deep political alliances within the Red Bull team, and I do feel that if things play out a certain way based on what's going on behind the scenes, I feel that politically Sergio Perez will become a real disadvantage, um, even more so than he is now, obviously. Um, and I do feel that Red Bull season could go either way based on these new innovations, whether they're coming in or coming or, or they're not. And if hypothetically speaking, it is a lot more of a competitive season, Sergio is going to be under a lot more pressure to get results for the team. They can't just rely on Max being super Max every week like he was last season. So I think that pressure will build. If hypothetically speaking, I'll put a lot of hope into this. Those two scenarios come into play, I think Sergio Perez will be under a lot of heat. Introducing Red Bull's new driver, Joe Guan Yu. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney playing 4D chess there. And uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see how that all pans out. I mean, we all were quite confident last season no one was going to lose their seat. And then Nick DeVries loses his seat halfway through the season. And uh, so you really can't put anything past Red Bull at this point to really execute an order like that. But we shall see. Next category is a new race winner. Now, I've specified for the benefit of this season what a new race winner entails. And that is any driver that wins a Grand Prix this season that hasn't won one already. So that doesn't include sprint races. And it also doesn't include uh, the following drivers. So you've got Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, Hamilton, uh, Russell, Alonso, um, Gasly and Ocon. Is there anyone else that I've missed that's won a Grand Prix? I don't think I have. Bottas. Bottas as well. Thank you. There we go. So that's 10 drivers, I believe, that have won a Grand Prix. Um, I'm counting on the rest of you guys to make sure that you haven't picked someone that has won one um, that we haven't thought of already, but I'm sure we've captured them all. This is going to be a clean sweep, surely. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I, I was thinking this as well, but uh, we'll go through in order. We're not going to try and do a 3 2 1 and all try right. and say the same name here. Um, I've gone with Lando Norris. 
Lando Norris. Lando Norris. Michelle Guan Yu. No, tr- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start taking your first answer, Luke, just to see how you end up. You might actually do. No, better. imagine. No, imagine because there'll be like so there'll be like a wet race in Suzuka or something, and he'll go and win, and then won't hear the end of it for the rest of the season. I'm not, I'm not, going, I'm not going with Lando Norris. I'm going to go with Oscar Piastri. Ah, oh, okay. Oh. I like it. Sounds good for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I have heard a few people predict Oscar Piastri will win a Grand Prix this season, so I'm intrigued to uh, see if that actually goes down. But just to clarify, so Courtney Lee and I have gone for Lando Norris. Luke has gone for Oscar Piastri. And remember, it's a Grand Prix they have to win, not a sprint race. So we have to make that very, very clear because obviously Oscar won a sprint race last season. Next category. Now, this is one that we're all going to have to do at the same time. And the category is how many Grand Prix will Max Verstappen win in 2024? Now, I've already briefed the guys on what they need to do. But for the benefit of you playing at home, just to let you know what we're going to do here, if you're listening on your audio platform rather than the video one, I've asked us all to open up your calculator app. We're going to type in a number of how many Grand Prix we think Max Verstappen will win in 2024. And we're all going to reveal that at the same time. Now, just to let you know, there are 24 races this season. So I don't want to see anybody put in 25 or anything stupid like that, Luke. Definitely not 69, all right? (laughs) Just putting it out there so you don't do it, all right? Okay. You guys ready with your answers? Yes. Right. I'm going to reveal in three, two, one. Okay, so just for everyone's benefit, Courtney's gone with 12, Luke's gone with 16, Lee has gone with 13, and I have gone with 22. <laughs> so uh, clearly, I'm the only one that thinks Red Bull are going to dominate even more so than they have done, or at least on the same levels as what they have been doing. So uh, yeah, I, I don't think much more needs to be said. I'll just say, look what Max did last year, and uh, I expect Max to be on it and I expect Red Bull to be on it as they were last season even more so perhaps so uh, you guys clearly hope and think this is going to be a much more competitive championship so I hope your one comes through of course I had a nice uh, I, I took a nice do- uh, dose of copium before we started uh, started uh, recording Listen, that, so that, that, red, that Red Bull top you wore and that Red Bull drink that, that's give you some lease of life I think Courtney do you know what I mean like you know there's always room for you know <laughs> What would just quick, what would you do if Lewis Hamilton moved to Red Bull? He hasn't even gone to Ferrari yet, Luke. Hold on. Again, again, I have to bite my tongue because you know the main reason why I don't like Red Bull is because of somebody, and that could be changing soon. So that's that that. So again, we're talking, we're talking. Uh, if somebody was there, I wouldn't. But if he went and Lewis went there, then yes. Introducing the new CEO and team principal of Red Bull, Joe Guan Yu. <laughs> I mean, what a season that would be if that happened, eh? Anyway, so we've done that one. So as I said, let us know in the comments how many races you think Max Verstappen will win in 2024. Nice and easy one next. The World Drivers Champion. Do I need to ask, guys? Probably should. Next topic. To confirm. No, no, no. We've got, we got our answer just to confirm it. I've gone with Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen. Yeah, Max Verstappen. Yeah, I, given how many races we all think he's going to win, even if we took the lowest estimate, which is Courtney's, that's still half the season where Max has won races. So it would take some doing for someone to beat that. Um, even Yeah. Moving on to the next one, the Constructors' Champion. Now, 
What I'm going to do, I'm going to ask you all who you think the Constructors' Champion is going to be, but there is also a bonus because I've asked you all to complete the podium for the top three. If you get second and third in the correct order, you will receive an extra bonus point for the both of them, not for each one. So the maximum you can get is two, but of course, if you get second and third right and somehow get first wrong, you'll get one point. So let's go to Luke first. Who is going to be your Constructors' Champion? Uh, Red Bull to win the Constructors' Championship. Uh, second, I've gone with Ferrari. And third, I have gone with Alpine this year. Oh, that is a bold one. Lee, let's go to you next. What is your top three going to be? Uh, Constructors' Champions to be Red Bull. Uh, then it gets juicy for my second and third. Uh, McLaren to secure second in the Constructors with Ferrari to secure third. Corny, let's, let's go to you next. What's your top three going to be? Red Bull first, Ferrari second, and McLaren third. Oh, geez. Look, I'm the one that's gone with Mercedes being the flots, but you guys have certainly not backed them either. I'm surprised by that. I don't um, need to. No, no well, I'll I mean, boys. you're backing Alpine to do well this season. I can't yeah, wait to see if your season unfolds. Um, right. So for me, Red Bull Constructors Champions, Ferrari in P2, and McLaren in P3 to round that one off. So none of us are backing Mercedes this season by the looks of it. So it's not just me, guys. Go for the rest of them in the comment section. They love it. (laughs) Bold predictions. Now, this one has got a bit of a twist this season. Instead of one bold prediction, I've asked for everyone to provide two. Now, the way this is going to work is I want us to lay out what our predictions are going to be. Um, Obviously, our first one and our second one. If one of them comes through... It's worth three points. If both of them go through, it's worth five points. So a bonus two points on top of that. This could turn out to be, as it was last season, the game changer that decides who wins this prediction series. And of course, let's not forget, wins the illustrious Gotifi Trophy. This is what we're playing for, boys. So this one could be crucial. Pressure's on. I'm going to ask you all for your first prediction first. And then we'll come around and do the second ones after that one. So I want to save the really bold one for last if we can. I'm going to start first, if that's okay. I predict the first bold prediction for me will be VCARB or RB will finish higher than Aston Martin in the Constructors' Championship. That's juicy. Interesting. Mm, I thought you might like that one. I got a funny feeling Aston Martin... uh, not that they're not going to be great, but I f- don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year relative to the competition. I think they've had their moment and I think it w- has passed them by, unfortunately. But I've got a funny suspicion because of the connection that VCARB have established with Red Bull for this year. And obviously we've heard a lot over the winter about them practically driving an RB19 clone. I still think if you took an RB19 against this current pack, it's still going to be very, very good. Um, I mean, it was the class of the field by some margin. You don't just close that up quite easily. So... For that reason, I think that they could, at the very least, finish top five in the Constructors' Championship. Um, and I think that's where they'll probably be. Courtney, let's come to you first, uh, or next on this one. What is your first prediction? I think at least four teams will win a race this season. I like it. 
care to share which of those there will be? I mean, there's no bonus point for it, but I'm just curious to know. Uh, the four that were regularly mentioned, so it'd be Red Bull, Mercedes, Ferrari, and McLaren. Mercedes now. <laughs> I reckon. Well, I reckon I mean, Lewis. Yeah, I think. I think. I think Lewis will will get at least a solitary win. You know, as a little tribute to his time at Mercedes and whisk off into the sunset. I think that. I think that's what will happen this season. Yeah. It would be nice to see him win a race at Mercedes because chances are he probably won't win one at Ferrari. But who knows? If anyone can do this, can. Luke, let's come to you. Your first prediction. Um, I think this year, this is. I've been very bold with my predictions this year. Ferrari will not win a race. Interesting. I mean, they were the only team other than Red Bull to win a race last season, so that is somewhat bold. And um, I. I feel the Ferrari probably at the moment this time could be Red Bull's best challenge. But then, of course, we're recording this before pre-season testing. And so, I, you know, I'm going, is, yeah. I'm going more braver than what you did last year because you said just Lewis and all right, Russell didn't win a, win, uh, a race last year, but I'm going with the whole team. So obviously I've got two drivers that I'm hoping will probably run out of fuel on the last lap if they're 30 seconds in front. So for me, Ferrari will not win a Grand Prix this year. So you don't think that when halfway through the season comes round and Ferrari decide, forget Hamilton, we're going to bring Joe in and we're going to bring him early, he's not going to win a race in the second half of the season? You wait till you hear prediction two. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I can't wait for that one. Lee, let's come to you. What is your first bold prediction? Well, you both of you, um, you alluded to my prediction. Um, so if you reject it, I can use something else. Um, but my bold prediction after two winless years, Lewis Hamilton will uh, win a Grand Prix this season. I will accept that as a bold prediction. I think in the current landscape, I don't think it's as obvious to suggest Lewis will win a race this year as it has been. And I, I predicted that last year he wouldn't do it and that came in. So no, I will definitely accept that as a bold prediction at the moment. Uh, let's come back to you, Courtney, next. What is your second prediction now? Doubling down on another prediction I made earlier on, I think that Sergio Perez will finish outside the top three in the Drivers' Championship. It's not a bad prediction. I mean, he had a very mid-season last year and he still came runner-up by a reasonable margin. So I'm happy to accept that. Lee, Luke, does that sound fair? He's finished second, I think, the last couple of seasons, isn't it? Well, in and around that sort of, especially with that Red Bull car. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to accept that one. Lee, let's come back to you on this one. What is your second prediction? My second bold prediction is Fernando Alonso will be confirmed for the second Mercedes seat. Ooh. Maybe a bit wishful thinking, but <laughs> that <laughs> one might that one will be interesting because it may not happen until after the season is done. So we may have to wait and come back to that one. But I am willing to accept it. But did you say during the season? No, that was for a separate category. No, no, no. What I was saying is, did Lee, did you say it'll be confirmed yeah, it, during the season? Well, I, I just said um, throughout the, the year, but I didn't okay. say the season. All right. But. <laughs> Luke's, trying want... to get, Luke's trying to get technical. <laughs> okay, my, I have my brought my point, attorney. <laughs> I've brought my attorney. <laughs> Any does not mean all. <laughs> my lawyer is Joe Guan Yu. <laughs> Luke, Luke, don't whatever enough, you do, don't. Luke, whatever you do, don't touch that rear wing and measure the five millimetre gap, all right? You get yourself in that trouble. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's a, was it 50,000 euro fine now, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need a lot of Gotifi trophies to pay for that one. I mean, that one cost me a tenner. So, uh, yeah, going to need a fair few more than that. Okay. So, Luke, let's hear from you. What is your bold prediction going to be? Your second bold prediction? Both of my bold predictions are around Ferrari. So, obviously, my one was... My first one was Ferrari will not win a Grand Prix this week, this this year, this weekend. That would have been right uh, this year. But... <laughs> yeah, they definitely won't. Yeah. yeah, I think Carlos Sainz in his last year at Ferrari will finish above Charles Leclerc in the drivers' championship. Completely agree okay, with that, Luke. I, I like that. Uh, that was gonna. I was, I was originally gonna go one. with that. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would say something if he was able to do that because uh, he did that in his first season at Ferrari and it would be rather fitting if he did it in his last one just to remind them of what they're letting go. Pretty much. I mean, I, I know, look, look it, and, and the thing is, he's got to think about his whereabouts next year as well. The Red Bull seat will be available. You know, there's going to be one or two other... Uh, there's no way Carlos Sainz will not be on the grid in 2025. There's no way, you know, any any team that are looking for a driver will turn down Carlos Sainz. So, yeah, I'm going with Sainz to finish above Leclerc in the Drivers' Championship. Yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, so that leaves us to my final bowl prediction. Now, you'll be happy to know that I am not predicting that Hamilton will not win in 2024. And there's a very good reason for that, because I'm predicting that Red Bull will win every single Grand Prix in 2024. Bring on another boring season. I think we'll go that. Yeah, I can see Courtney's face on that one. He's, can like, I, can he's I, trying to adjust his headphones. Yes, you heard that right, Courtney. Courtney I think can, they're winning the lot this can year. Can I just say, the moment another team wins a race, I will come on. And we are all going <laughs> to celebrate <laughs> that there's a chance we could win the Go TV Cup. <laughs> well, you remember last season you said the same thing when I predicted Hamilton wouldn't, wouldn't win a race in 2024. And I also said the same thing about him in 2022. So, yeah, I mean, mock it out of your own peril. Adam, so when Joe wins the first race of the season, we can all take the mick of Adam. Oh, Adam. yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm absolutely in the mud. Once he goes and has a clean sweep, I'm in the mud. But until <laughs> then, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. In the immortal words of Pep Guardiola, we'll be there. We'll, we'll be there. <laughs> it's like when Joe Guanyu goes to Ferrari or goes to Mercedes to replace Hamilton. You'll you end up with um, Andrea, Andrea Seidel. Yeah, he'll be going out there going, oh, we cannot replace him. We cannot <laughs> we, replace we him. Cannot. <laughs> be we cannot replace him. <laughs> oh, God, well, you have to be there. Um, we'll be football there. Fans, football fans will understand what we're talking about here. But, uh, yeah, that, that's my prediction. Unfortunately, guys, I am predicting a very boring Red Bulls dominant season. And, look, they only failed to win one race last season. So I feel like if they're equally as dominant, if not more, they probably will be able to get that last one. But it's a risky one, but it will be worth it if it comes in. Imagine Ferrari yeah. win that race. They win the first race. Yeah, <laughs> what, what, what a cost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. I'm, I'm grateful that we're not worried about forfeits this year. I think Lee and I survived that one. So I'm quite happy that we're actually competing to try and win this. Oh boy. Right, well... That's all we've got time for, actually. That's all the predictions down. Let us know what your predictions are going to be, including some bold ones as well. I'll be very interested to see uh, what you have predicted. But of course, at this point in time, we have no idea what the pecking order could be. You guys will by the time that you've listened to this. So our predictions could be absolutely gold dust 
or more likely they'll be absolutely mudded. We'll find out in due course, but not long to go. And of course, we will be back uh, next week for a review or a roundup of what happened in pre-season testing. But then, of course, we've got our preview for the Bahrain Grand Prix, which will be happening on Thursday, because let's not forget, the first race will be on a Saturday rather than a Sunday. The first two races of the season will be on a Saturday. So make sure to get that in your calendars so that you don't miss the first race of the season. And of course, if you are a football fan, don't forget to check out the 1892 Reds podcast or Reds TV, I should say. I'll leave a link to that in the show notes and the description. So definitely check that out if you're interested in Liverpool Football Club or football in general. But as always, guys, if you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. And of course, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on your favourite audio-based podcasting platform. We will be reading out some five-star reviews very, very soon. I'll probably do those for the first preview of the season. So definitely check that out if you've left one. But until then, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, please stay safe. And we will see you in the next episode of the DNF1 F1 podcast. And remember, as always, if you're not first, you're probably DNF1. Take care. Sports Social Podcast Network.